0: I'm Chris Ronzio, and this is Process Makes Perfect Daily. Welcome to today's episode. This is your daily dose of the Process Makes Perfect podcast by Trainual. Let's get into it. Today's episode is audio from the Tycoons of Small Biz podcast where Chris was invited onto their show as a guest. They briefly talked about Chris's background, how Trainual came to be, and why establishing your business's prototype is actually very similar to the franchise system.
1: We're excited to hear from you today and, uh, and learn a little bit more about your business. But before we jump into Trainual and everything that, uh, that you do there, which is awesome, by the way, I want to, we actually kind of start by asking our guests about their personal life. If you're okay with telling us a little bit about, you know, your family, kind of how you got started and, you know, maybe educational background, what got you to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So normally I'm about 20 miles away in Scottsdale, Arizona, but right
0: now I'm about 2,200 miles away outside of Boston. So... Ah. I grew up in Massachusetts and came back here for a couple months this summer. Uh, My wife also grew up here. So we've been together 17 years. We've been married for 10. We've got two kids, a six-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. And And, um, yeah, it's been a a pretty fun ride. So my wife has been with me through a few businesses now. And and, uh, I've always believed in building your... Business around your life instead of making your life kind of fit into the gaps of your business. So that's been a theme throughout, and definitely inspiration behind Trainual.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and I can tell you that Landon and I are certainly the the same way. My, for me personally, it's uh, I try to go by a motto that is uh, you know no success outside of the home can compensate for failure in the home. And so if you kind of yeah. keep that in your mind and uh, and focus on what's most important, then uh, it kind of keeps your your goals in alignment, so to speak. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, actually, when when I first moved to Arizona, it was my
0: wife's doing. So she was my girlfriend at the time and she kind of gave me an ultimatum. She was like, I'm sick of the cold. We're moving. I'm moving somewhere warm. You can either come or don't come. And I had an office in Boston at the time, a different business. And the idea of moving away from the company was scary, you know, like to, to let the company be and live somewhere else. Um, but I think that that was like the best thing I ever did because we moved to Arizona and the business still operated. And I learned to just plug in remotely and run based on the systems. And I think it set me up for that life success that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And, and I, can I make the assumption that you're a Red Sox fan? I I would be if I still I like I I put the hat on and
0: then people start rattling off stats and players names that I don't know. And so I have to like take cast the hat aside. So I'm like a Boston fan, but not a baseball fan.
1: I gotcha. OK, well, we can just cut the interview right now, Karen. I think we're done. <laughs> for for me actually that baseball. You're a New York fan or a baseball? No, 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 no. I'm a baseball fan okay. first and foremost, but I'm a huge Red Sox fan. I have been my whole life. So I've got Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, well, my cool. my I entire was... office is full of well, baseball memorabilia period, but a bunch of Red Sox stuff. So I played baseball and
0: I was really into the Red Sox when they won their first championship in a few years leading up to that. Not first, but, you know, modern first. And when I was in college, was like, all we did was go to the games and watch the games. But then when that group of players started t- getting traded and retiring, I, I stopped following. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hear you. Well, and, and family gets you busy too, right? I mean, my kids are older now, so it, it's harder to stay with it when they're young and they're, bu- they're keeping you busy and, and doing a lot of other things. But it also helps that I have a son that's now 20, by the way, but, uh, he played baseball from the time he was five years old all the way through high school. Had the opportunity to potentially play, you know, Division two type of a baseball, uh, in a, you know, in a program at a Division two school. But he said, you know, Dad, I'm not going to the majors. I'm just going to go get a quality education. And so he left that behind. But... Um, obviously he's got a good head on his shoulders, but when you have a son that you share that passion with, it makes it easier to, yeah. to yeah, kind of go through cool. everything. I started, we
0: my son and I started going to Suns games in Phoenix uh, last season. And I hadn't been following any, really any sports for that reason. Just business gets gets you busy. And and uh, we started going to the games and it was so fun to bond over that. And he's talking about all the
1: players and where they went to school. And so I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You're You're in for a, a great ride over the next, uh, call it ten to fifteen years. So that yeah. that I'm ahead of you on, and and I don't know if you talked to Landon about this before we got started, but Landon just had some twins, so he's got some newborns at home that are what maybe four months old now. Landon, yep,
2: just about four months. Yeah, so so he's
1: got us both beat. Plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he's got those bags under his eyes. It's luck- lucky he's got that nice hair to pull the you know the the focus away from those bags under his eyes. Yeah,
2: you see these crow's feet. These were not here four months ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, the softball questions are over, Chris. It's time for us to jump in and uh, and have you tell us really about uh, what we're here to hear about. So, okay. Um, you know, Tranual, Obviously, you can you can kind of give us a quick background on on where the name came from and kind of what you know what it means. But I'm guessing it has something to do with with having some sort of a, of a manual in place and a business playbook that every company really should have. So give us your, your th- thoughts and feedback on that. Yeah, you nailed it. So uh, the name Trainual
0: is just training manual. And I came up with it brainstorming on the couch with my wife like five years ago. And we were throwing out all the terms that businesses use to talk about having systems and processes and so you know it was like you you want an operations manual or a training manual or a standard operating procedures and so this this idea of creating a manual or writing things down and then training or communicating what those things are was really the fusion that that created trainual so um, the business, actually, the, the the product has been around five years. The business has only been around two and a half. And it really started within my consulting firm. So I saw I had a, my first company was a video production company, ran that for 12 years, sold it, started a consulting firm to help others with their systems, processes, their efficiency. And this idea that business could be turnkey, just like kept coming up. You know, Owners want to build something that has value beyond just their time working in the business. They want to build an asset. They want to build something that could someday run without them. And I wanted a product that was built for that idea. And so people that are trying to get towards exit planning, secession planning, and they want to work on, on this stuff. They start making file folders and Word docs and Dropbox folders and patch working together how things work in the business. And I thought it was crazy that there's no system designed to be your playbook. And when I started looking for tools, there was, you know, the the learning management software and like course subscription software. And there was people hacking together WordPress plugins. And I thought there should be just like a, a simple software that you could use to onboard new people, get them up to speed, um, roll out your roles, responsibilities, keep things just nicely packaged and clear. And so that's where the idea for Trainual came from. So first it was for my consulting firm and just internal. And then they started referring it out. And when strangers started using the tool, I thought, maybe maybe we've got something here.
1: Yeah. Maybe let's figure out a way to monetize this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a cool concept that, that you've come up with, and and Landon may have told you before we got started, but we spend a lot of time with our clients working on you know prepping for that succession, and I yeah. I actually had a call yesterday with, it was kind of a weird connection to be honest with you. I mean, it's a it's a general contractor that builds medical buildings, right? So veterinarians, dental practices, medical practices, whatever. And, you know, she wanted to talk about networking. And do I know people that would, that are in those fields that would want to build buildings with her? And maybe she knows people that, that would, you know, be in in need of my services, so to speak. And, you know, part of what came out of that conversation is she said, you know, so if I know somebody who's getting ready to sell their business, would they be a good, a good prospect for you? And I said, well, they would, but in reality, a better prospect is somebody who's two or three years away from selling that business so that we can prep them appropriately for that. And right. you, you're obviously doing a portion of that as well. We're potentially working more on a, you know the tax side and prepping for the eventual sale. And then how does that you know support your lifestyle the rest of your life? But it's still important and something that you do well before six months before an exit. Yeah, completely. If
0: you try to just exit six months from now, it's like a fire sale. You know, you're just going to take the best offer. You haven't put much prep into it, and you know, not every one of our customers is trying to sell their business. But I believe every entrepreneur should build a business that they could sell, whether they want to or not. You know, the eventual secession planning, exit planning, liquidation event, whatever, whatever liquidity event, whatever it is, you know, can only be optimized if you've got a business that's that's operating really well. And so yeah. that's what we try to do is help people make their business just organized and run well so that they maximize evaluation if they do want to sell.
1: yeah And, and it's funny the way that you know, your whole process works reminds me of kind of a franchise system, right where right. and that's that's why franchises work is that there everything is spelled out from A to Z for a potential business owner to come in and run their business a way that has been proven to be successful. And yeah. you're now taking that to the masses and saying, guess what? You don't have to be a part of a franchise to, to be able to have those systems and processes in place. Our, our product will help you to build that with your own particular business. Right. Exactly.
0: Have you ever read the E-Myth, Michael yes. Gerber? Yes. Yeah. Yeah? So you're both nodding. So that was like the first business book I ever read. And the concept in there that stood out to me was the franchise prototype. That like, you know, before you roll out a franchise that's got hundreds or thousands of units, you create this prototype for how things should operate. And I think anyone that... aspires or desires to scale, they're working on their prototype. They're like, how does location one work? And how do I replicate this as we grow? Whether you've got more people in one spot or multiple locations. And so that concept always stood out to me. And what was really cool is the first year we launched Trainual, I had people commenting on the ads and saying, oh, it's like the E-Myth stuff. One of them showed Michael, was friends with Michael, showed him the the our ad, and I got on a Zoom call with him, got introduced to him, started talking to him all the time. And so now he's an advisor for the company. And, uh, and you know, we do a lot of marketing things together. But it's so cool that, that that franchise prototype idea that he had in the 70s is still something that's so front and center today for growing businesses.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'll make a quick comment. So I have a, a client, Chris, that uh, owns a, a bunch of uh, fast food, you know, chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. And he was gracious enough uh, earlier... This year, before COVID, uh, he let me sit in on one of his manager training meetings, and it was so fascinating because um, when when they're looking at increasing their you know efficiencies, they're talking about seconds, like can they do this in you know three seconds less? Can they do that in one and a half seconds less? And because they have that. You know, they have the trainual model already in place to where they they know exactly how much time it takes to cook a burger on one side and flip it over to the other, to put the lettuce and the tomato. I mean, right. everything, it's all about seconds. And it was so, so dialed in. Yeah, so dialed in. And that's yeah. why I think what you are doing at Trainual is just um, so incredibly important for small businesses, uh, because you know it can just it can really help turn their their craft into a legitimate business that they can eventually monetize if that's the path that they want to go down.
0: Yeah, but if they're shaving seconds off, like that, just shows everyone that's listening how dialed in they are, how perfect their system is, that they're improving in seconds. You know, most of us have a process that's so loosely defined or not even defined that just writing it down the first time lets you shave like days or hours off of the thing. You know, and so what I what I always tell people is like in business you're constantly experimenting and figuring out the best way to do things. And you shouldn't write down everything in a business because it would be a huge waste of time to write down the things that aren't dialed in yet. The things you write down are the things you want to document or the the delegate, you know, the things you want to get off your plate or scale up. So if there's certain parts of the business that just feel r- you know, repetitious, and you don't want to do it anymore. Like that's the thing you're hiring someone for. Or if there's some service you're delivering, that is going really well, and you've got a lot of orders, a lot of demand for it, then you need three of those people or five of those people or 10 of those people like, then you want to invest in that area of the business. That's where you're going to get the biggest returns is focus on the stuff that's that's scaling or the stuff that you need to delegate. You don't have to document everything.